I was an engineer and in 2008 lost my job due to the economic collapse. Jobs were scarce. I didn't know where to turn to get help updating my resume. Online services and coaches charge hundreds, even thousands of dollars. I took matters into my own hands and learned how to craft interview-winning resumes. Shortly later, I landed a job with a Fortune 500 company. I have helped many achieve similar success. Now I share my tips to create interview-winning resumes, interviewing excellence, and high-performance growth strategies on my podcast, Career Growth Made Easy. Hey there, I'm Craig Ansell, your host from the Career Growth Made Easy podcast. We have a new topic for you today, and it's titled, Are You a Silent Superstar? Ta-da! Today's show topic came from a casual conversation I recently had with an office manager. He was describing characteristics of some of his team members that report to him. In this case, due to workload, he will occasionally be provided additional resources from other groups. While he spoke about some of his temporary extra resources, a specific statement caught my ear, and it was, he's a silent performer. I was intrigued. Before I could inquire, he shared that he raised what was meant to be a compliment to the employee's formal reporting manager. That manager's immediate response was, too quiet. Hmm. So, when one manager speaks to another about their employee's performance, intending a compliment, hey, he's a silent performer, and the response is, he's too quiet, that can cause you to scratch your head. Maybe you, or I, could be impacted by that type of performance, being a silent superstar. Some of the characteristics of silent superstars are the following. That they work well with others within their group or their department. But also that they work well outside their group and department. In other words, they are cross-functional. To demonstrate that, maybe you're one of those people that the first time, the first thought that comes into your group manager or your department manager's head that there's a specific need, you're the go-to person for that. That need could be part of your group, part of your team, the normal daily function, and you're a preferred employee because you get the job done well. Or it could be that there's something that's stretching the group, stretching the team, and there's a cross-functional need outside your group, and yet you're still the go-to person. That could be because you're perceived as somewhat of a leader, a self-starter, perhaps self-motivated. But maybe you don't plug your own experiences. Maybe you don't plug and share your own results. They just kind of speak for themselves, quietly, silently, if you will. Sometimes you do get recognized for these things, being a silent superstar. But other times, maybe it can hurt you. And the reason being is, if you're not someone that's visible in your group or your department, at least throughout the year, then what happens when it comes time for your performance review? Your annual review, for example. I'll tell you, that can be an area of concern for many. And I wonder how that particular silent superstar that was discussed in our intro, how they're compensated and how they're appreciated within their organization. If you're someone that limits 
or does not publicize your achievements or your results, you could be someone that's part of this episode. Unknowingly, you're fitting into the silent superstar performance category. Now, it doesn't necessarily mean that your performance results are average or above average, but this episode really can touch on a variety of areas. The main thing is about your silence. Whether you perform poorly, average, above average, or extremely well, how does the team around you, how does your direct reporting manager know how you're doing? Do you have metrics? Do you have responsibilities? How do they know what you're achieving and when? Are your achievements completed on time, early, or typically late? If they are completed on time or possibly early, that's great. But what about the quality aspect to it? How is your work performed? What type of manner? Is it rushed and hurried? Or is it done well, methodically, well-organized, and usually in a quality manner, meaning that there's minimal to no errors when you turn in your work, whether it's to the next person in line, your next customer within your organization, or to the end customer, the paying customer. Depending what you do, how many redos, how many repeats, how many errors, how many customer comments or complaints does your work receive? These are the things that can concern us with regards to our performance. And I think communication is at the heart of this, that we need to be open to suggestions, open to ideas, and open to criticism, usually constructive criticism. Now, with that said, still remembering about today's show topic being a silent superstar, you might be asked to take on projects or tasks that yield favorable results. But these tasks, these projects, may not always be visible to upper management. Sometimes they're just tasks or activities, projects that need to be done, the grunt work that's in life. Well, if you're working at that company and you've agreed that, hey, I'll take this job on, I'll take this task on, and this is my pay, this is my salary, then there's many ways to look at it. But one way is to be thankful that you have a job, that you're employed, and that you have work to do. The problem, though, is when these tasks, these projects that you do get favorable results on, don't get visibility. Now, I'm not saying, regardless of where you work, whether it's customer service, the office, in engineering, in-field service, whatever it is, running around, beating your chest, saying, I accomplished something, I accomplished something. No, that's not the message today. But there's just, there's just a, a cautious way, a way of using humility and grace that goes a long way in keeping your machine, your team together and well-oiled, but yet still being able to share your results in a proud, confident way so that each team member knows what you've accomplished, how their responsibilities, their output, their throughput has helped you succeed and vice versa. You know, when I share about accomplishments and appreciation of others within your team, there's a reason for it. Too many times I'll say to people, as they mention their challenges and their work situation, that complaints are frequent and compliments are few and far between. So before we start looking for compliments, why don't we start handing them out? There's a couple books I've read over the years that talk about that, and that also includes some grace and humility packed in. 
one technique that was used, and I forget who the particular author was that mentioned this, he'll start out with a handful of change in one pocket. It doesn't matter uh, the denominations of the change, and it doesn't matter if it's a few cents or, you know, a few dollars worth, whatever. And every time he goes by an employee, he tries to take one coin out of his pocket and move it to the other pocket, from right to left, left to right, it doesn't matter. But he only does so when he praises them or says something positive to them or about them. And then at the end of the day, if he's got any change left over, he knows that he could do a better job next time walking by some of his employees, other staff members in other departments, and talking to them in a more positive tone, uplifting, possibly giving praise for their work or some of the activities they've performed that day or that week. So going back to us and talking about what happens if we're a silent superstar? What if you're on the other end of this microphone and you're saying, Craig, that's me. I work hard. I feel like I perform well, but I'm just not getting that recognition. Well, that could be a sign that there's a communication breakdown. Sometimes you have to delicately connect the dots. When it comes to your performance review or your financial recognition moment, you want to be in alignment with those that manage you. Typically, that's not the time to raise significant achievements or accomplishments. At least in my opinion, it shouldn't be the first time that your leadership or management is hearing about it. Otherwise, it could be a surprise to them, and they may not know how to react. Now, you could be thinking, Craig, that's twofold, right? Maybe I should have raised some of my achievements, my successes earlier in the year. But as my manager, they should know that too. Well, you don't know how much work is on their plate unless they've shared. And even so, there's still the world outside. We still have storms, COVID impacts in the production field. We have wars going on. There's lots of things that affect each and every one of us differently, both personally and professionally. So we don't always know what's on everyone's mind. So it helps us to share what we feel some of our accomplishments are, some of our achievements throughout the year, and bounce those ideas off of our manager. So how do you do that? I can almost hear your questions burning coming in on the comment lines. Well, that's why I recommend touch points. Touch points throughout your work cycle. Whatever frequency works for you. That could be monthly, bi-monthly, quarterly, or even semi-annually. If you're unsure, you can find out when your next performance review cycle is going to be and create a touch point at least halfway through. It's kind of like a health checkup, if you will. You know your annual physical is coming, so about halfway through, you want to see what goals, what things that you agreed to accomplish or work on changing some habits in your life. Maybe you want to gain some weight. Maybe you want to lose some weight. Maybe you were talking about um, taking some uh, a short walk at lunchtime instead of sitting down, you know, at the desk and just uh, working through lunch, getting some of that, um, getting some of that anxiety and stress out by just walking and just getting out to a different environment. Are you doing those things? That's why I call it kind of a health checkup. But the reason for this ultimately is to make sure that you're on track and aligned with your company goals, with your group's goals but especially with the goals of your manager. You see, building the right relationship with your manager can help you understand your group's metrics. If they don't already share them openly, this is one way that you can find out about it and you can make a 
significant impact into your group, into your team. You'll find out, possibly, what management is being held responsible for. From there, you can assist and offer to help make their job a success. Now, being a new employee, that might sound funny, going up to your manager and say, hi, I'm here to make you successful. But that's really the way it works in life. The manager is there to help you and your team succeed. When he does that, he in turn is successful because he's a manager or leader of your group. When he is successful by having you be successful, it's a symbiotic relationship, and in a way, you both win. Now, if a particular manager that you've built relationship with over the years is willing to share possibly a little bit more intimately, a little more uh, closely with details to you than to others, that's because you've built that relationship, that bond of trust, and perhaps a new employee may not have that. But we don't want to rush into those relationships. I think they should be organic, grown naturally, so that when the time comes, someone could share with you, Craig, you know, I have some situations going on home medically. I choose not to discuss those. But would you be willing to step in and be the acting manager while I'm away? In the past, these managers had typically just been on call. While they were away from the office dealing with personal matters, if an issue rose up and they weren't at their desk or on their email, they could be called by cell phone. But in reality, when you're on PTO, paid time off or vacation time, attending to personal matters, you need that time for that specific reason. And in many cases, like with PTO or vacation, it's earned. It's part of your value package. It's part of what they said that you'd receive as coming on board, right? As such, you'd want to break away from the company and get that free time to work on your personal items. Wouldn't it be great if a manager would tap you on the shoulder one day and say, hey, I'd like to know if you're interested in temporarily managing our group while I'm away for a day or two. We'd try it on a trial basis to see if it works and how the team responds and how well you do. If there's some areas that you feel, you know, afterwards that you need some areas for improvement on, maybe we can send you to specific coaching or training. Maybe there's some areas that I could mentor you on to help you with. You can tell me what struggles you had while I was away, and I'll work with you to help grow you. Because not every job is going to be full-time and permanent. Some jobs will be temporary. Some people will retire. Some people will be asked to step down. Others will be promoted. And almost at any time, a position out there could be around the corner that you might fit into well. But... If you're a silent superstar, your team, your management, your company may not know about you as well as they should. So with that said, start a cycle of performance reviews with your manager that are off the regular cycle. If it's annually, set it up, let's say, every three or six months, just as a brief check-in. But come with an agenda, okay? Come with a plan to talk to them. When you do so, they'll start to recognize some of your skills, maybe some areas that you're very strong with, your strengths, but also some areas that might need improvement that you weren't aware of. Even though you could be a silent performer or silent superstar, there still should be some areas that you need to polish and work on, because after all, no one is perfect. When you have those touch points or check-ins with your manager Document the results so that you know how you're improving in the areas that you need to work on. So, if you're a strong performer and you receive similar feedback during your performance reviews, getting the indications that you're a silent superstar, take a deep breath 
Pause. Collect your response before speaking. By the way, I recommend if you're interested in this type of feedback, go back to episode 51, Powerfully Placed Pauses. It can really help you when it comes to having conversations that are really close to your heart. Then I suggest you talk about an improvement plan with your manager, a way to keep them informed so that you can allow them to recognize your work, but it also gives you feedback to perform optimally. Don't wait for that once a year or whatever that cycle is to get feedback. Because if you drop a bomb on them, if you drop a surprise on some performance that you felt was really strong and you were acting as a superstar, they may not know how to take it. Many times during performance reviews, the cards are already laid out. They've already figured out who will receive a pay raise or if there will even be a pay raise this year, and if so, what the amounts will be. So by having those regular check-ins, as I mentioned, and sharing, especially if you're a silent superstar and you've gotten that feedback that you're a quiet, focused individual, nothing wrong with that. But if you'd like to try, if you'd like to change, possibly improve, and see if that helps you with your performance reviews, possibly gets you recognized for a leadership or supervisory role down the road, this is one way to do it. And finally, as a bonus for sticking into the end, if you'd like more information regarding this show, go back to episode 104 as well, and it's titled, How to Get Recognized at Work. Between today's episode 123, Are You a Silent Superstar? The reference episode 51, Powerfully Placed Pauses. And now this bonus reference, episode 104, How to Get Recognized at Work. This can really get you started on an improvement path for success with regards to seeing your performance being recognized. I hope you have enjoyed today's show. We're very proud to be your accelerated career growth place. Please share Career Growth Made Easy podcast with your family, friends, and coworkers. Our mission for 2022 is to grow and to get the word out. We need as large an audience as we can get so we can help as many people as possible. And finally, if you have any needs with regarding accelerated career growth coaching, from first-time jobs to promotions and everything in between, resumes, cover letters, high-performance growth, oh, and let's not forget interviewing excellence, please consider me a resource for you. I have one-on-one virtual coaching appointments you can make at my website, craigansell.com, as well as two digital courses that you take at your own pace to help you. Number one, resume masterclass, and number two, my cover letter masterclass. I'm looking forward to talking to you next week on a different topic. Hope you've stayed well if you've been affected by the southeastern storms we've had recently. God bless you, and we'll talk next week. I've been your host, Craig Ansell. This has been Career Growth Made Easy. See ya.